Hey, 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 y'all. This is Jasmine Haley, host of the Legacy Speaker Show, and today's guest is Tremaine Wills. Tremaine Wills, MBA, y'all, is an investment advisor and financial planner. She's the owner of Mind Over Money, a registered investment advisor firm where she focuses on helping ambitious minority entrepreneurs invest their profits without wasting time or energy. Tremaine is a certified financial education instructor and is passionate about building wealth in our community. This passion led to her creating and building the Four Comma Collective, a community focused on helping 1 million entrepreneurs grow their invested assets to 1 million over the next 20 years following her signature framework. Y'all peep that? The Rich Roadmap. She was recently named top 50 under 50 by the Association of African-American financial advisors, top 100 financial advisors by Investopedia, and nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year by Black Rand, the Hampton Roads Regional Chamber of Commerce. Tremaine has been in a myriad of notable publications, including Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Yahoo Finance, and Business Insider. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You know, when people read that bio, I'm like, man, that person sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of surreal sometimes, right? Because when you when you start these journeys, you think about all the things you want to accomplish, and then it starts to come to fruition. And you're like, man, I did that. Yes, and I I always love before we get into like the meat for our listeners is what led you down this path because we had a brief we've had a, a brief interaction you know virtually I have been able to witness your brilliance with your own community. And I'm like, wow, she is a powerhouse. So I, I just would love to know like your why, what, why have you let gone down this route of legacy building when it comes to financial planning? Yeah. So honestly, the honest answer is I got tired of hearing, do you got McDonald's money? Like that's that's where this started, right? So, um, oh <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being so honest, right? So I grew up in a single parent household, um, and we just did not have it like that, right? And as a child, we we want the things we see, and we hear our peers talking about all this stuff, and so you ask for it, and you get the answer. Do you got money for that, right? And no, I don't have money for that, right? Um. But my my journey started wanting to have money to do things. And so I became an entrepreneur at the ripe age of 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started a business braiding hair. And so, wow, yes. OK, it was I, we was legit. Well, as legit as you can get as a 12 year old. Right. Um, <laughs> my mom, she she made me some business cards and my business was called Tame Your Mane braids by Tremaine. I'm like, yes, yes, ma'am. That the was rhyming. fire. Okay. <laughs> she, was, she was solid with the marketing. Okay. Um, and like, that was my introduction to learning how to make money with my skills, but it was also the beginning of me understanding. I had no idea how to make money work for me. I just wow. knew like I could do stuff to make money, trade my time for money. Mm -hmm. Eventually, um, my hair braiding career slowed down because my, my fingers started hurting and my knuckles would be cracking and then I'm standing up and my back is hurting. I'm like, I'm 17 with back pain. This is not it. <laughs> this is not it. And so I started to think like, well, how can I make money and not have to stand around braiding hair? And that's mm -hmm. when I got interested in business and mm -hmm. I went to college and I was like, okay, what's the degree you're supposed to get when you want to make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. 
And they mm-hmm. told me business. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I got a business degree um, and uh, minored in accounting and wanted to learn about economics and finance. And I landed myself as a financial specialist with a retail bank. And I was like, they won't, they ain't teaching none of this stuff in my community. So uh, let me learn up real quick <laughs> uh, and, and start to bring it back and teach. And so that's what I did. I, I learned um, as much as I could in spaces where there weren't people that looked like me. And mm-hmm. I wanted to bring back the information so that people who looked like me could experience a different life. So mm. I love yeah. it. I love it. Instead of running away from it, you went head in. Mm-hmm. And I, I admire that. I'm so inspired by that. I too also grew up in a single parent household and there was a lot of trauma around money because it was such a huge lack of it. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't any empowerment around, we can actually get a hold of this. This is something that I'm learning now as an adult. And which is why I love that in your own messaging, you let people know that taking charge of your finances is not a dream. It's actually possible. So I would love you to kind of speak to why that shift is necessary for people who are interested in building a business, who are interested in using the vehicle of speaking, why this is something that we need to grasp as early as possible, um, because it will affect the bottom line of sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. Right. So like, I believe that you have to have a deep down appreciation for who you are as a person and value yourself so that you can operate in your, your brilliance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why all of this is connected because we have to believe and value ourselves so that we can have a healthy respect for our finances and use them in a way that contribute to building the life we want to live instead of being controlled by our money or the lack thereof. And so as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, as somebody who has a gift and expertise that you're going to share with the world, you have to have a healthy relationship with money so that you're not self-sabotaging your capacity to build wealth. A lot of us do not have the healthiest relationships with money. And so even though we might be able to go out and make a lot of it, we won't be able to retain it because we'll self-sabotage and we'll do all of the wrong things and it'll just come in and go back out as quickly as it came in, right? So one of the the core things that we have to do is heal our relationship with money, understand how money actually works, and then make sure that we have a job for every dollar that comes in so that we're very, very clear on where money falls, Um in our lives. And so we're not, we're not driven by money. Right. So like, even as a financial advisor, I know a lot of things about money and it would seem like I'm money motivated, but I'm not. Right. I just know that this is a resource that's supposed to enhance my quality of life, but it's not the determining factor. in in if I'm having a good or bad day. Mm, so powerful. There's two things that stood out and I want, I want y'all to listen to this because I sometimes when we look at Instagram or any social media platform and we see people and their success, we get enamored with, oh my gosh, you're so successful. You know, like all this power, all this money and things of that nature. I have built a multi six figure business and I am still trying to figure it out. And I'm also healing 
money trauma because I have made lots of money, but it has not always been easy for me to retain it. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is, is that when you come from a specific background where it's not viewed as a healthy tool, right, then you get into a place of this repeated shame and guilt because you just, you can't really wrap your head around really managing it properly. Yep. So I would love for you to kind of just tap in on what does it mean to heal? Like give give a, a definition of clarity because I think there's a piece for most of us that haven't really tackled these money mindset issues or really building like control over our finances, we don't understand what that means. Yeah, yeah. So this this is like financial psychology, right? Where we dig mm-hmm. into how we look at money and how we perceive ourselves in relationship to money. So for a lot of us, and this is so deeply ingrained in our culture, for those of you who are listening in the US, um, we connect our net worth to our self-worth. And so when we have a lot of money, we get this like short term boost of excitement, like, yeah, I'm somebody. But then when we don't have it, it has the opposite effect on us. Like, you know, I must not be as valuable as worth as much because I don't have a lot of money. And the reality is it doesn't matter how much money you have. Your self-worth is not connected to your bank account. It's not connected to how many assets that you have. And the quicker you can become confident in who you are outside of external things, the faster and the easier you'll be able to navigate through the highs and lows, especially of entrepreneurship, right? Um, Without being so emotionally attached to a resource, because that's all money is. It's just a Mm -hmm. resource that amplifies who you already are. So if Mm -hmm. I'm a a person that's a natural giver, when I step into more wealth, I'm just going to give more, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, we tend to think that problems will be fixed when or if we have more money, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. The, The problems are solved before the resources come, because who you are finds that solution. The mm. your ability to direct resources is not predicated by how much money is in the bank account. And so mm-hmm. that's why we find people who have these large windfalls, like, you know, maybe they'll um, win the lottery or get inheritance. A lot of them, 70% of those people lose it in three years mm. because it was never about the money. It's about the character of the person. So yes. When we when we really think about, you know, what does it look like to heal? It's it's identifying that my self-worth has nothing to do with what society wants to tell me I'm worth. It's about me knowing who I am and standing firm in that no matter what. So you can have, you know, a seven figure day and you can have a no figure day and you're still okay. Mm hmm. mm -hmm, Absolutely. I love that you share that. Y'all, please listen, rewind, (laughs) re-listen again, because this, I mean, one of the questions that I hear often from speaker, how much should I charge? Like, oh, you know, it's struggling, all of that stuff. We're not going to get into that pricing because there's another question I want to really focus in on, which is what Tremaine has done so well with the community that she's built. And there was something else that you said that was like, put up the emoji that with the head like blowing up right now, (laughs) mind blown. You said every dollar should have a job. Mm. And I need you to just tell us a little bit on what that means. Cause I I have an idea, but I think that that was such a profound statement. Yeah. 
and it it shifts. I mean, yep. it shifts some big things when you think about that. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the core the core of what I believe is that we are to direct our assets, our resources, and tell them what to do. And so if that's the way we approach our finances, I need to treat my dollars like employees. And so when you're a boss, you don't just allow your employees to kind of just chill and hang out and do whatever they feel like doing. They have jobs. <laughs> the job has a description. And there's a specific thing that they're supposed to accomplish. So when you treat your money like every dollar is an employee, it has a job, that job has a description, and that dollar is supposed to, supposed to accomplish something. And so every dollar might not be for investing, right? Some dollars might be for self-care. Some dollars might be for um, showing love to other people. Some dollars might be for, you know, every dollar has a different job. So the return on that dollar may not be monetary. It may be helping you show up as who you're supposed to show up as in a more profound way, right? But it has a job. And so you can measure the performance of every dollar by seeing like, did it accomplish the job it was supposed to accomplish? But if you don't give your dollar a job, there's no way for you to track and measure what's happening because you're being a bad boss. So- mm. As a, a good boss or a great steward of resources, it is your job to make sure that every employee is working and doing what it's supposed to do. But when we are ashamed of our finances and our past performance as a boss or a steward of our resources, we'll put our head down and tuck between our tail and we won't go look. And yeah, we've all made mistakes. Even as a professional advisor, I have made a ton of mistakes. Like, bad stuff, right? That you should know better. But like when you're healing and you're learning, you do better eventually. So like, that's nothing to be ashamed of. There's not a person on this earth that has had a perfect financial record. Not one, right? So once you get past that, that, you know, I've made some mistakes in the past and you decide, okay, I'm going to do better moving forward and be a better boss, a better steward of these resources. It becomes easier to navigate and have clarity around what the money's supposed to do. A lot of us, we just need to give our dollars a job and we'll see so much transform in our financial lives that you won't even recognize who you've become and how your money is moving. So uh, for a lot of us, it's just about become a better boss. Tell those dollars what to do so that you can see better performance. Yes. And one of the things that I have noticed when we are hard driven, legacy driven, we want to make an impact. We want to change people's lives. We want to give, 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 give. And we forget the critical pieces that are necessary for sustainability, which is structure mm -hmm. and a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And I have learned countless of times. My first year of business, I didn't make no money. Second year, I, I was like, oh, okay, 24000 That's not too bad, all right. But I could have been doing better, right? And then when I finally hit my six figures, I was like, where did all the money go? <laughs> and I'm like, something's got to change. Because if I truly wanted to be sustainable, I have to be a better steward. And I have to start making better decisions. But I haven't made everything perfect. And I will have to be honest. Like, there are times when those decisions come in. And I start beating myself up like, why did I, why did I do X, Y, and Z? And that's why I love that you kind of shared some of the emotions that come with, hey, we're going to make some mistakes, but this is a critical conversation that we, we have to continuously make as we're starting to build out what we, what we want to build out in the world. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, 
I love that you talk about us wanting to make an impact because I find, and that's part of the reason why I focus on entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs, because a mm -hmm. lot of us have this service heart where mm -hmm. we want to see the world a better place around us. And so many of us that have that characteristic neglect ourselves and mm -hmm. our own legacy for the sake of saving everybody else, right? But Ooh. we're supposed to pour from an overflow and not pour out our cup, right? It's supposed to be the leftover of us operating in abundance. So, I, and I think some of that too, right? It's probably more psycho psychological things where sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it, right? All of that stuff, right? We're not gonna go into that. But um, when we take a step back and we sit down and we think about what we're able to do with a small amount and we really truly believe in our value, how much more can we do when we really step into building wealth and operating from a space of, oh my gosh, now I can really give out of abundance and do things out of abundance because I'm not limited, right? So like, that's the beauty of taking care of yourself, charging what you are worth and really learning how to monetize all of your talents and the expertise that you have because you can remove some of those limitations and the constraints you feel when you're truly operating in your excellence. So I would love that for us, for those of us who are impact and service driven to take the cape off for a little bit and really focus on, okay, how can I maximize my income so that in the future I am able to give more and not feel drained and tired and like I'm striving all the time because I've given so much of myself at the detriment of my own legacy. Okay. Resentful, frustrated. You Let me tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I was told, Jasmine, pay yourself. Pay yourself. I would not pay myself, y'all. All of this amazing work y'all see me doing over these last seven years, I wouldn't pay myself. I would pay my team. I would put the money back into the business, but I wouldn't give myself a paycheck. Now, tell me that don't sound like it's crazy. Uh, it's common, though. It's okay. Common. You preach it to the choir because I'm like, I did that same thing. <laughs> okay. So like, but at the end of the day, what was happening was I was getting burnt out. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was stressing myself out mm -hmm. for what? So now it's almost like a reframe. Take care of yourself first, Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Cut your team hours. If you have to cut your team's team hours right now, be, take more control going back to the topic, take more control of your, of your finances right now in your business make sure you pour into your cup. I love the expression that you use. It should be an overflow. Maybe not investing in a particular service at a time, a certain time. So then make sure that you pour into yourself first, maybe a decision that you need to make. But again, it boils down to, are you going to stay committed, have integrity to self as you are now trying to manage your money? not trying, but will manage your money. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some tests that are going to come along the way that are going to shake you to the core. And are you getting like planted really firmly planted in? I'm no longer going to operate this way. Mm -hmm. This is a legacy that I want to live. Yes. I love that integrity to your core, like integrity to yourself, right? A mm -hmm. lot of us will, will, will do better when we have an accountability partner, right? Mm -hmm. Cause like somebody is expecting us to show up, mm -hmm. but like, what about being accountable to ourselves and like mm -hmm. 
tomorrow's version of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, that's good. good. That's so good. So I would love for you to kind of share, because of course, for the listeners, listen, uh, Tremaine has this 14-day free trial into her four comma collective membership. Tell us a little bit more about this awesome gift that you're that you're giving to yeah. our listeners. Yeah, so I'm a teacher by nature. <laughs> um, I, I spent many years in the classroom and I've been a track and cheerleading coach for as long as I can remember, y'all. So like the core of my existence is to see people win. And what I found is that a lot of us want access to a financial advisor, financial planner, somebody who's a professional, but the way that the industry is set up traditionally limits that access, right? So the Four Comma Collective is a space where you can have access to a professional financial advisor to ask questions about um, things that you need to be doing differently with your money, how to invest, how to save, pay off debt, but then also have access to templates and a professional grade resource to create a financial plan, right? So that you can give those dollars a job and that you know exactly how to measure and track your progress with your finances. Because I think for a lot of us, if we had a plan, there wouldn't be so much confusion about what our money's supposed to be doing. And so in the Four Comma Collective, you get access to the resource to be able to create a plan, not only create that plan, but ask questions about the plan that you're making. So that's mm -hmm. what this is. Um, it's an opportunity to join us in our community. Um, in the years that I've made this, our community has already invested $1.7 million. And Holla. Um, listen, <laughs> and I'm, I'm so proud of our community because a lot of us are first time investors. Like Ooh, this, wow. this wasn't money that somebody passed down to us. This is like, I got $0 to start with. Like, how I open up this account, right? Mm -hmm. So like, that's exciting. And it's it makes it less intimidating for people to come into the space because a lot of the people in here were just like you at one point where, mm -hmm. and, even, and even if you're you know more sophisticated, come, come hang with the cool people, right? Um, <laughs> but th the mission is to grow a community that we're not afraid to talk about money. We're not ashamed about building wealth. This is not a taboo conversation where you can be in a space where it's safe to say, you know what? I want to be a multiple millionaire and not have to retreat from that, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not bad to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I love that. Well, here's my last question for you. What was the best business advice you've ever been given? Listen. <laughs> um, it probably is be consistent. Mm. be consistent um because it, it applies in so many different areas right because you have to continuously show up for the results to come and i think a lot of us we quit too soon mm. so it's, it's the consistency and like fighting through i made a post about this earlier the, the humble beginnings right that start mm -hmm. where you're not the expert where you don't have thousands of fans uh, celebrating with you, but like building that muscle um, and the discipline that this is this is who I am. I'm somebody that shows up and being known for. She's always mm -hmm. here, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, be consistent because eventually people will see. She's yeah. been around for ten years doing this same thing. <laughs> <laughs> be consistent. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Please let the listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, I'm at Tremaine Wills on all social media handles. Um, if you have any questions, drop in my DMs. I'll be happy to answer them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me.
Listen, y'all, make sure you head to the show notes. Take advantage of this 14-day free trial from Tremaine. I want y'all to understand that you're listening to this show because you want to make an impact by using your most powerful asset, which is your voice. But you cannot do that for the long term if you don't work on the back end of your business. And that's exactly why we brought Tremaine in here to share her message, because one of the ways in which we can make a deeper impact is making sure that we have control and we take charge of our finances so that we can continue to impact the lives that we have been brought here to this earth to do. So I encourage you to take advantage of this 14-day free trial. Follow Tremaine. Manage and work on the money mindset healing work that you must do and start taking action so that you can build sustainability in your business and the legacy-driven work that you do. If you need any assistance with your speaking, reach out to us at Legacy Scaler. And if you have found gems within this podcast episode, I'm going to highly encourage you to please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app because that allows others to find this incredible work here that we do on the Legacy Speaker Show. I'll see you all in our next episode.